We could talk about Trump. Really? All right. We're not or we are? I think so. There's way too much, probably. There always is. Eh. The first several things I don't think are going to get much. We're going. No. We're probably going to like slide right into Trump. Yes. Yucky. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that too. I was like, ooh. <laughs> so I, I will give you a week long uh, heads up. Next week, I'm not going to have any time at all to do like any editing. So any noises you make, you own them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. Is uh, that directed at anybody in particular, or? <laughs> No, just everybody. It's been actually more than me, I think. Mm. I, I think okay. I edit myself more than anybody else. Mm. I try to be as still in my squeaky chair as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm not going to have any time. So I'm gonna just going to like run it through filters and that'll be about it. Do you do you edit all the gaps in, in Ian's speech? Uh, generally, I go one through once through and edit out any major gaps, yeah. That and, was the majority of my editing when I would, when I would do the show. <laughs> sure. I also edit out ums and any mouth noises. I would do that too sometimes, but unless it was like, I don't know, sometimes there's a good um and sometimes there's like a, yes. oh, Jesus Christ, you know? <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Yep. And then Adam broke me with a 30 minute long story about how he <laughs> fucking got into an accident and I had to edit that down to 10 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, this is the whole reason we weren't doing the goddamn show. <laughs> But yes, not this is not a slight against Ian because I don't notice it, Ian, when you talk normally yeah. to me. But when you have to edit it, there are giant gaps in between what you say. That's okay. I feel totally slighted. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> now I'm going to be super self-conscious the rest of the show. Oh, it's not a bad thing. It's just, I'm just for a, I mean, you could leave it in, but, you know, Brian hammered it into my head. It's got to be tight. <laughs> <laughs> well, and people, I mean, it doesn't, it even does not have to be because... As it turns out, several people who listen to Puzzle Warriors listen to it at, like, double speed. What? And I don't understand that in any way. How's, how's that even possible? I don't understand what that means, even. I don't know. They Is speed that an it option? up. Yeah. I've oh. heard of people doing that with movies, that they'll watch movies at double speed. That's weird. I To me, that would be annoying. I, I don't see how yeah. you could do it. But. We do offer a cinema-quality podcast experience. <laughs> <laughs> I usually get mad when most of the podcasts I listen to end anyway, so I don't want to listen to it any quicker. <laughs> Who's drinking booze? Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, one of my employees quit today, so I'm drinking. <laughs> Deal with reality tomorrow. Okay, Ray, you can start the show now. Yeah, I'm, I was just going to say that uh, I'm not editing that out. You'll just have to... <laughs> people will have to live with the ice cube tinkling. <laughs> <laughs> it's pre-show. What? And welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, also known as the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, April 9th, 2019. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news and politics and religious nonsense that affects our lives and give our opinions on those things from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in on our conversation, you can post to our Facebook page, which is at facebook.com slash profanearg, or you can tweet to us at profanearg. 
Or you can sign up on our Patreon page and talk to us directly while we record. You can go to patreon.com slash profanearg or go to our homepage in order to sign up. This week on the show, we'll be talking about the uh, Trump slash Mueller slash bar updates. But first... That's all the teas they get? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> One item? Yep. I have a story that involves politics and religion. That's upcoming, too. Okay. <laughs> you let me know when you want to throw that in. I'll throw it in right now. <laughs> well, let's hit these vaccinations first. Let's just get I'm the, kidding. Go the, ahead. the vac Go stuff ahead. out of the way. Some vaccination stuff. I'm going to start with, uh, we had a story, I think it was just last week, that there was a emergency declaration that would bar children who are unvaccinated uh, against, well, MMR, from going into public areas in a county in New York. Um, a judge has since overruled that and uh, halted it and said that that was a, a violation of, of the people's rights. So, I mean, I guess that's not too unexpected. I did think it that whole idea went a bit far to bar kids from being in public spaces. I'm for locking them in cages. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> You're not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Or cupboards. (laughs) That was Jeff's joke, not mine. (laughs) Meanwhile, though, over in Kentucky, there was a student, we talked about this on the show previously as well, a student in Kentucky who was told that he couldn't go to extracurricular activities because he had no vaccination. A judge there, he sued, and a judge has said, yeah, no, the school can do that because mm, you're a danger. Yeah, you you specifically need to have vaccinations, and the judge ruled in uh, favor of the school. Oh, he's the one. He's the one that thought that uh, vaccines were derived from aborted fetal cells, right? So not just a, an idiot, but a double idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I blame his parents. I don't want to call him an sure. idiot. I don't know, but I'm curious if this is the kid because um, I listened to this whack job. Uh, podcast <laughs> like where he's an anti-vaxxer um he's also an anti-5g upgrade on phones because he's convinced that 5g is going to kill people what uh also 5g just stands for the next level it, uh, anyway <laughs> yeah but he put up one of these kids uh who made a big speech about not being vaccinated like and i'm wondering if it was the same kid because he was like are you going to tell me that I can't go out in public eventually and this is my choice and blah, 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 blah. It was a whole, th- you know, I think that's the new angle is what are you going to do? Lock us in cages? Mm. Next, well, you know. i tell you what we can do. How about we infect you with measles so you're no, and then let you live through the incubation period and we'll just, you know, take care of it that way. You, you don't have to get vaccinated. We'll just give you the measles. That works. How about you stop dragging the advancement train back? Get off. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) And I lost the story for a second. But back in New York, uh, Karen, you brought this up. And there's a story in the Washington Post. New York City is ordering uh, mandatory vaccinations for Orthodox Jewish New York City neighborhoods. So... I'm very curious about that. I have not got a chance to really read the full story, but how are they getting around the religious exemption piece? Was that struck down in New York? I don't know it was struck down, but they're using a public health strategy of, um, you know, a pandemic, which the you know uh, National Health Institute or whoever it is is allowed to do. Sure, sure. I mean, there are times when you, 
it's you know been a very long time because we have vaccinations, but um, where they have to do this kind of thing before you must get vaccinated, you have to stay inside, and now we're back to that again. And how are they going to enact this though? Yeah, I don't know how you enforce it. Yeah, like what are they just going to go into their houses? And- <laughs> I would imagine yeah. going to the schools because mm. this was uh, as as you brought up. This was brought up as uh, it's Orthodox Jewish schools, the yeshivas. <laughs> Um, The yeshivas in New York that are uh, being targeted here. So I don't know. Are they going to show up at the school and, you know, during your study hall, you have to go out and get a shot until they get all the students? I don't know. I mean, they've done that kind of thing before. They've done, you know, public vaccination drives. So you get in line. I mean, I think I've got I think I got shots at school once. I know I got one in college. So it happens. Yeah. When I was in elementary school, what was the thing that they would do? They'd all come by with this little circle thing and put it in your arm. Oh, for uh, tuberculosis? Mm. Is that what that was for? Probably, yeah. Yeah, and then it, it would either, you know, nothing's supposed to happen or it would kind of like swell up and dome over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, TB test? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was a test. That wasn't a... Uh... Yes, it was a test. Okay, correct. I don't remember that in any way. Yeah, I got TB tests all the time. <laughs> yeah, I remember it like, being like a lot in elementary school. Yeah, well, it was a ton for me because of my parents spending time mm. uh, in the Peace Corps in the Philippines. Oh, sure. So they were ex- they were exposed to it. So when they would TB test me, I would always, you know, show a positive sign, and they'd be like, "Ah!" My parents would be like, "Oh my god, again! Here we go." <laughs> so you had you had been exposed to TB and had cleared it, evidently. Yes, mm. correct. You were vaccinated in a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's not go crazy, but <laughs> I'm okay now. <laughs> so as a, a full circle on this story, the CDC, 78 mm. new measles cases in so far in April. Wow. It's April it's 9th. Wow. Um, so far this year, 465 cases confirmed measles cases. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, eradicated is what they thought it was. Yeah. Obviously not. Thanks, Jay Thanks, dipshits. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on from the measles, uh, I want to move over another follow-up. The Mormon Church has changed their. Sorry, I think I moved the uh, the the stories around. Uh, the Mormon Church has dropped its anti-gay policies. Um, mm-hmm. In order to is there more to this story? In order to <laughs> yes, in order to reduce hate and contention in society. The, Mor- the Mormon Church has decided that we're going to be completely accepting of... No, they're not going to be completely accepting. But they have said that children of LGBTQ community can have their kids, can attend the church, and can be baptized. Because that happens all the time. LGBT couples who are Mormons want to take their kids to temple. Hmm. Well, why are you even still Mormon? (laughs) Well, that is a good question. But there are, I mean, as has come up in the news, there are a lot of uh, gay people who are Mormons who have been completely ostracized, not just cast out from the church, but completely ostracized by their friends and family. And it, it also includes their kids. And the kids are, you know, totally innocent in this. Well, I would say the parents are too, but that's a different story. <laughs> well, if you want to be a bigot against, you know, somebody, that that's one argument. But then to be a bigot against their kid just because they're, you know, somebody else's kid, that that's going a little bit of a step further. True. Hmm. 
But yeah, they still, like uh, Jeff posted this in Discord, they still consider uh, gay marriage to be a serious transgression, but it will not be treated as apostasy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not good enough, Mormons. And I'm going to keep no. using the term Mormons until you stop everything that's wrong with your church. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Which means you got to shut it down. <laughs> Never going to stop calling you Mormons as long as it exists. What is the new name that they want? Or they just want Latter-day Latter Saints? The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's mm. way too long. Yeah. All right, moving on. Another update. Uh, we talked about the guy in Texas who this went to the Supreme Court and Kavanaugh wrote his response and they, he got a stay from execution. Uh, he's one of, I think they call it the Texas Seven. This guy, Murphy, Patrick Murphy, he got a stay for from execution because he said he did not have, he's, he's a Buddhist and there was no chaplain available. As it turns out, this prison actually has Christian and Muslim chaplains. Hmm who are allowed in the death chamber, but not Buddhists. So mm. in any case, he got to stay because he couldn't have a chaplain in there. And in Kavanaugh's write-up, Kavanaugh said, well, you basically have two options. You allow a chaplain of any faith, or you stop having any chaplains in there at all. And the state said, all right, we'll ban all chaplains. Mm. So no chaplains. <laughs> so in we're the- going to make that death just a tinge a little bit harder yeah, on you. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How often are we are our certain states killing people? Like, is it really that common nowadays? I don't have the answer to that. I don't know. Hmm. Apparently, more common than I expected, since it's come up in the news several times just recently. Not I mean, overlooking the fact that we rang the death bell in our town when Eric Fried got the death penalty. <laughs> There's a death you have bell. A death bell. <laughs> Was it? Oh no! It must have been. I'm sorry. It must have been a prodigal son's return. Yeah. We have a death bell, and they rang it after the sentence got handed down. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and people were super excited. Huh. I think well, definitely it is only some states, and some states are a lot more prolific than others. I mean, I don't think they've executed anybody in Pennsylvania for years. Yeah, so- I always felt it was just like getting a death penalty was like a, not an honorary position, but a, <laughs> uh, just, Symbolic. You know. Yeah. Symbolic. It, That's yeah. the word I was looking for. In Thanks, some Jeff. states, it is pretty much symbolic, but in others, eh, not so much. Wow. Yeah. 1,491 Jeff. people executed since 1976. Last year, it was 25 people. Year before that, it was 23. That's total for the whole country or Correct. for Pennsylvania? Whole country. Oh, oh country. Okay. Wow. Yeah, Pens- wow. Pennsylvania, it's been years. I don't remember the last one because they do it just up the road from us and it tends to hit the news. <laughs> well, and you guys don't have a death bell? No death bell, no. <laughs> no. What kind of town no do you death live bell. in? We, we actually have rainbow <laughs> flags. Do you have a grocery store? <laughs> we have, instead of a death bell, we have rainbow flags everywhere up and down the, the main strips in our town. So yep. Yeah, here's the funny thing. So do we. Really? <laughs> oh, Milford is super gay. Huh. And yet super conservative. That's weird. No, not well. We, we kind of coexist, but. Yeah. Peaceful coexistence. Yeah, not everybody was cheering for the death bell, but the rednecks were. <laughs> sure. Hey, it's a death bell. When you told me about that, all I could think about is, what's that bell? That bell hasn't rang in years. It means they're going to hang someone. (laughs) Oh, shit, dad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, another follow-up, and this leads into the whole Trump bar situation. Um, If uh, There's an article on Vice News that suggests that if you are angry that you could not read uh, the full 
uh, Mueller investigation report and that you only got the four page summary. Uh, the person you have to blame, and we brought this, we actually talked about this and the fact that the, the Star report on Clinton mm. came out and it went straight to Congress and everybody, you know, had it all at once. So if you, if you thought that should have happened with the Mueller investigation, guess who you had to blame? Ken Starr. Mm. It was considered so explicit that it was after the Star report came out that that rule changed. <laughs> I'm oh, like, so there is an actual rule that you can't just hand it to Congress anymore. That is true. Someone was so shocked by the <laughs> sentence, stuck a cigar in her pussy, <laughs> that they thought, never again, never again can my eyes see these words. We're making laws to prevent this. It's it, an actual law? Well, it's a procedural thing. I don't know if it's an actual right. law, but what changed was they changed the independent counsel, which is what Ken Starr was, became special counsel to reflect a shift in power and independence granted to the position. And then they changed the process so that the new rules, it put more power in the hands of the attorney general so that things would go to the attorney general instead of going straight to Congress. And you would think, and, I, and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but... That considering it was a president that was under investigation and he picks the AG and it was a Democrat at the time, mm -hmm. that they would never make that rule. This had to have been made as soon as W came in. <laughs> it was dubbed a voluminous work of demented pornography. So, <laughs> wow. That Brett Kavanaugh wanted everybody to see, apparently. <laughs> so it was in the summer of 99 that the old law was allowed to All die, right, so according to the article. And Reno uh, mm. put the uh, Department of Justice new regulation in place. And the only other thing that I was going to say is that's different is the attorney general has to share with Congress. The only thing they have to, have to share is a notification that the special counsel's investigation was over and a list of every time the AG had overruled the special counsel. That's all they have to send to Congress. With the assumption that the attorney general is an honorable law-abiding person. I think that was the assumption, yes. Yes. <laughs> Turns oh, out. not a stooge, an actual independent yeah. yes. body? Okay. Well, maybe we need to change the rules again. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's amazing how many things... So wait, I'm... Go ahead, are, I'm sorry. It's, it's amazing how many things are based on the assumption that we're dealing with decent people. Yes. <laughs> so, based on what you're saying, are you telling me that Barr never has to hand this over to Congress, or... Correct. No. That... that no, I do not accept that. That This article's got to be wrong. Never has to hand over is kind of correct. Of course, they can then ask for it. They can subpoena. They can bring in the people that wrote it. They can do everything ar around the report. But technically, yes, the report itself is completely under the domain of the attorney general. So why are, is anybody even like demanding it? If, they're, if that's the law, why isn't Barr just being like, I'm not handing this to you guys? Considering his attitude today in Congress, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what he's doing. <laughs> I think he said that. Yeah. The uh, So that, that brings me to the next thing that I wanted to go over. And I thought this was summed up very nicely on the Reddit page. We talked about Keep Track, uh, run by Redditor Rustic Gorilla. <laughs> but I just want to go over the summary real, real quick of what, what was talked about today. Because Barr was taken in front of... A House committee. Which one was Judiciary Committee? Um, I think actually it was a. It was just a. Oh yeah, it was, this was a normal meeting. Yeah, it was for his finance stuff. It was not yeah. about ju judiciary. It was just about funding the uh, Department of Justice. 
But some some quick highlights about the report. Barr said that Mueller did not take part in the drafting of his letter to Congress, the four pages. He said, Barr said, that he would publicly release the the report within one week. Uh, He will color code the redactions based on the reasons that things were removed. On March 5th, Barr and Rosenstein met with Mueller to discuss preliminary findings and that his four-page report was based on that discussion and not the report itself. So he didn't read the whole thing before he wrote the four pages. Exactly. Wow. Um, He completely refused to answer whether or not Trump has seen the report in full. So he has. Exactly. (laughs) Except that he can't read. Well, somebody saw it. Sure, his lawyers have seen it. Right. He took it to the White House, obviously. Uh, Barr says that Congress will not receive an unredacted version of the report, but adds that he will try to accommodate them if they want more information. Hmm. And he refused to answer any more questions about the report at the time. So they asked him those questions, and then he said, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything more about that report. Hmm. You can talk to oh, me. We're getting that. We're getting that report. You, you'll, you can talk to me after the report comes out redacted. And I don't know if you saw any of this. But holy crap, he was so flippant and dismissive. And and then there was a thing with Mnuchin that was yeah. on CNN right before we started recording. So Mnuchin was just completely flippant and dismissive and arrogant. And I so I, I think I know what's going on. The whole administration is, they're like, yeah, Congress can't do anything. So we have to answer to Congress? Yeah, sure we do. We're just going to give them the finger and... What are they going to do about it? We have the Senate, and the Senate won't do anything against Trump, and Trump won't do anything against us. We're free to do whatever we like. Yeah. And this is how fascism starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or civil wars. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me, and I'm not getting any arguments, and that's depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm. The show is being recorded, so saying something like Mitch McConnell needs to die is something dangerous that I don't like to say aloud if it's not obviously in jest. Mm. Well, you didn't so say I, it like you were going to do it. You just said he needs to. Right. He does. That would be that would be a real boon to not only the state of Kentucky, but the United States of America. And if you don't, if, if, the, if anyone listening doesn't understand where the McConnell, because we didn't even mention McConnell until now, but. Right. Oh, it's all it, him. It's completely it's all, all him. him. He has stopped the Senate from doing anything against the Trump administration. Anything, any oversight. Even if he was taken out, you don't think the next one that stood up to the plate wouldn't do the exact same thing? I don't know. Mitch McConnell is a special, special person. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And and I don't know if he sleeps good at night, Mm. but... I mean, like, between what he did with Merrick Garland, like, where he's just like, nope, nah. We're, and, like, I, I still, to this day, I don't know how we all just sat here and were like, oh, well, one guy's just going to fuck us over on the Supreme Court. Just, there's nothing we can do. He's just going to keep doing it. And he knows it because his power is seemingly unchecked and unlimited. Mm. Because Trump came out and he said, we got to replace Obamacare. It's got to be now. Hang on, what? We're going to wait to replace Obamacare. <laughs> Mitch said I'm not allowed to say that now, so we're not going to do that. But I am definitely going to close the border. I'm going to go to co- – what? No, I'm sorry. We're definitely going to keep the border open. I'm sorry that I mentioned that. Mm. President McConnell said we're not going to do that. So I'm just going to go back and have a burger and watch some Fox News, make some angry tweets. He's mad about that border one, though. I'm sure we're, we have that in the docket somewhere, but 
Yeah, this is not going to yes. end well. <laughs> yeah, Mitch McConnell is, uh, it, I mean, like, as much as you want to place the blame on Trump and his stupid-ass cronies that he's got in there with him, it's all McConnell. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I take it He even, is allowing this all to happen. I'm taking it even further than that, though. I'm saying most of the GOP is complicit at this point. I mean, none of them are, are fighting against this this Complicit, tyranny. yes, but to have somebody who would say that we can't vote on Merrick Garland because it's an election year, and now he's saying, well, you know, that's only in play when one party is the, – the op- opposition party is in majority in the Senate. That He's literally said that, that that mm. only comes into play if the opposition party is in control of the Senate. So if the Republicans are in charge of the Senate, you can't get somebody. But if the Democrats are in charge of the, of the Senate, well – Block it. Yeah, we have to do everything we can to – block uh, he's literally giving the game away. he doesn't care he's been in office i don't know if, if if you know when the power goes to your head after you've been in office for 34 years mm. he has been a senator for 34 years he thinks he can get away with anything and he's pretty much right it's yeah. justified mm. but name me one republican at this point in the senate that is not underfoot and also towing the line um, they all left. Who's they that? Did. Who's that? Nah, who's that Massachusetts Mormon guy who ran for president a couple times? Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney? Yeah. No, he just no. caved. He just caved. <laughs> oh, he's going to cave? No, he <laughs> already caved. He had a report. He said something about what? The taxes or the report? It was something. Yeah. It was, I think was it was the, the taxes. Yeah. The last couple of days, he's knuckled under. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't think that they have the... None of them have the the just the the gall to you know I mean I'm sure there's a couple clearly uh clearly uh what's his name who's that guy who just got punched out by his neighbor oh uh, yeah, Rand Paul Rand Paul yeah he's obviously uh, uh you know he he could he could fill in if Mitch McConnell were out to dinner and an anger constituent shot him in the head <laughs> well, which I don't condone in any the, way the problem is is that they don't have any normal people. In their party anymore. No, they They are a party of crazy people, and Trump can fucking primary any one of them out. Yeah, that's and because they don't really care about making this country better or care about the fucking people in it. They only care about their power and money. Right. They'll they'll sell us out. They're all, as far as I'm concerned, they're all fucking traitors to this country. Yeah, and well, you you remember that the, the the Russians did not just break into one email server; they also broke into. The GOP's email server, the election committee, not the not the actual senators, but the election group G- GOP, and yet nothing came out about that. What did they find in there? I mean, is it a, a just a matter of um, blackmail that they're all knuckling under? No, I don't think I don't think that's or the is case it all for of everyone. the above. No, I mean some of them. I think it probably is. I mean, look at Lizzie Graham. He is every once in a while you can see the spark of outrage in his voice, and then he quickly turns around again and he and he knuckles back under. So got- yeah, because what, what's Lindsey Graham going to do if he's not a senator? He could go be a lobbyist somewhere. He could do anything. He could be a lawyer again. He could just retire. I mean, but these, I think there has been a systematic ownership of the, of the Republicans. And whether it is um, scandal or monetary or whatever it is, they're all owned at this point. Well, it's partly that, partly the, the money, the power. Yep. I mean, look at when – I mean – I don't. You guys heard the story about how Obama wanted to make the announcement that the Russians were meddling in the election prior to the election, and Mitch McConnell told him, "Don't do that because hmm. if you do that, I'll say you're doing it to swing the election." And Obama was like, "Okay." Oh, yeah. 
what the fuck, Democrats? <laughs> Stop playing under the rule book. Because <laughs> the rule book doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. It's like playing fucking Monopoly, where the guy you're playing against is taking money out of the fucking bank part of the game, and you're like, I'm going to win this legitimately somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like playing Battleship with somebody, and they're moving the boats around on the other side of the wall. Yeah, and you won't. Right, and you won't. <laughs> For integrity purposes. Right. Yeah, I missed again. <laughs> sure. It's the, it's the same reason that this, I mean, not the only, but it's it's a main reason why the, the uh, why this whole Biden thing is a thing. And mm. they, they addressed it on Saturday Night Live because his supporters actually care that he did these things. Yes. Trump supporters, less so. And by less so, I mean not at all. But you're right. I mean, they're cheating and they're winning. And Trump is going to just Peter Baelish his way into 2020 <laughs> because he knows that chaos is a ladder. Yep. <laughs> and all there is is all there is is the climb. God, love, family, nothing. The climb is all there is. And that's all he dares about. And that's all he does. Well, I think money I want is high to, up there on his list, but yeah, agreed. I want to punch everybody <laughs> in the face who is talking about <laughs> Joe Biden and his touching of women. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Didn't we talk about it last week? <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I think we well, but, were in the same, we, we came to the same conclusion that everybody needs to get over it. Yeah. I mean, he even, at this point, he's come out and said, all right, look, I'll, I'm aware now. Thank you. Right. But he didn't apologize. Yeah, and nor should he. But he didn't apologize. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you understand that? And if you're on the left, that is, yeah, you can no longer vote for him. You you can't get behind him because he didn't apologize. He didn't concede. Th- he didn't concede to Trump yet. So you know we have to uh, we have to abandon him because that's what it is. If he apologizes, that means he's accepting responsibility that he did something right. wrong. He didn't do right, anything right. wrong. Some people are touchy. I work with a couple of them. Uh, I I don't like being touched either. It doesn't mean that they sexually assaulted me. They're just overly friendly, and they need to be told to back off now and then. But they can't be president. (laughs) They can never run for president. Because somehow we demand perfection in our our Democratic nominees, but not in our Republican nominees. Well, obviously. We we are so far. Because we we have crazies on our side, too. Sure. And and I'm I'm just afraid we're going to run into the same fucking problem. I saw – I don't know if it was on Vice or something else where they were – they were interviewing a bunch of – they had Trump supporters and they had non-Trump supporters in there. And this woman goes, I was uh, for Bernie Sanders and I loved everything about him. And then I found out how they rigged the election against him in the primary. Mm-hmm. And so I voted for Trump. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the other women, the non-Trump, looked like they wanted to fucking strangle her. <laughs> And she – and going on and on. And I don't want to get into the ins and outs of, of, the, of the primary, but – Listen, people, the DNC is a private institution. They can nominate whoever the fuck they want, <laughs> mistake or not. You, Everybody could vote for Hillary Clinton, and they could put Ian in as their nominee. Bottom line. Ian. Ian. And, I, and Ian, I would vote for you. <laughs> yeah, me 2020. <laughs> but I, I, the, this woman's rationale for what she did, it was just insane how stupid she was. And I just hope... That we don't, that this doesn't happen again. Right. Now. Now they keep saying, like, his number, Trump's numbers are so fucking dismal that you cannot win 
with the numbers that he has, but leave it to the Democratic Party to fuck this up. <laughs> While I, I seriously believe that's true, I don't think, the way things stand right now, I don't think that he has the ability, the backing to win the next election. I really it's, don't. However, I was proven wrong previously. Yeah. Well, they are saying, and again, it, it's very early, but that his numbers in the battleground states are down. He's down in Pennsylvania. He's down in uh, fucking should be. Florida. But it's disappointing mm. that, okay, he's down. He may not have a chance of winning the election. It's still not like 5%. It, it's 40-something percent, it, which is just fucking insane to me. Well, that's approval ratings versus who you would vote for, though. That's different. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I know I mean, what you mean. Yes, but I mean, especially if we can, if we can manage to squeak somebody through who is, you know, is not horribly tainted, we'll be fine. Except that the Republicans are doing hardcore research on every single one of them, and they've got something on all of them. Like Cory Booker, I don't think will be able to survive the money that he took from pharmaceutical companies. It's going to kill him. I don't know. Be Pete Buthichich, twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I I think that's an easy survivable thing. <laughs> it, it should be. It certainly except should be. That, it should be, except that Trump is already ramping up. He's saying that he is going to be um, presenting the new health care option by you know during the election, which is bullshit because he he won't. He can't. Except that he's making. I thought he said after the election. <laughs> no, I thought it was during. Oh. Please, you don't have a fucking plan either way, but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so that's a that's a direct stab against um, Booker because of the, the pharmaceutical company thing. Yeah, but Cory Booker like atoned for that, didn't he? He was like, I won't do that anymore. I don't know. Yeah, that I don't know the the after effect. So I, I honestly, I can't. I mean, like, like who is that going to affect? If you like, if you bring that up and it, say it is Cory Booker and it's Trump, like. Is he just trying to stop his guys from going over to Booker? Because nobody on our side is going to go for him. Oh, you could tell you could show me a tape of Cory Booker saying, "I like to grab women by their pussy," and I'd be like, "I'm still voting for him." <laughs> and I think that is a turning point that a lot of people have made recently. I have, you know, this, this friend at work who didn't who voted independent because he couldn't vote for Trump. He knew that was a disaster, but he couldn't stomach voting for Hillary. And I asked him, I said, "Would you do the same thing again?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "Uh huh." He learned, didn't you? He's like, "Yes." So people have learned that that was a horrible thing to do, that she would have been far better. <laughs> Just because your your gut told you that could be bad, it can be way, way worse. Exactly. You might not like that candidate, but look Trump's at the alternative. Trump's a wild card. How bad can it get? <laughs> this is half as bad as it can get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he just cut the brakes and jumped out of the back of the van. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, let's uh, hit the couple of the other things that are here. The one thing that was going on, well, there's two other things going on that I'm aware of. Uh, one is uh, some of the people on Mueller's team have been mm -hmm. talking to reporters and saying that, yeah, the report is way worse for Trump than what Barr's letter says. I find this interesting mainly because no leaks. There was nothing leaking out of the special counsel's office the entire nearly two years and now we're getting a little bit of information from them and i think they are going to be taken in front of congress i i, I don't see how this report is going to remain as hidden as Barr and trump want it to be in my mind <laughs> and again this is clearly fantasy robert Mueller is in a cabin 
somewhere in Wisconsin, <laughs> right? Watching the news, smoking a cigar, whatever he's doing. And over on the side is like 15 manila packages with the report in it, unredacted, mm-hmm. with newspaper addresses on all of them. And just waiting to see what happens with, with Barr and all this shit. And then one day he just would go, all right, I'm just mailing all these out. Ah, it's a nice fantasy. Yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna rain on Jared's parade. Yeah. Too but. many weeks in a month. <laughs> Does Mueller have a wife, children, or grandchildren? I'm sure. He has a wife. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit what Trump did. He will never break the law and risk his career and his reputation. No, no, no. He would do this. And this would be anonymous. It wouldn't it wouldn't have his return address on it. I uh, I think it is impossible to leak things without them blowing back on you. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, are you telling me he wouldn't do this because he doesn't care what Trump did or because, because he wants the to risk? Yes. Unless you are willing. To... Is that against the law? Yes. Unless you are willing to blow up your entire life and spend the rest of it living in an embassy in Russia, telling the truth is an undoable risk. Yeah, no. but wasn't there like a time when the the Washington Post printed those Pentagon papers and like, mm-hmm. was it was that against the law? Printing them is not illegal. Leaking them is uh, can be illegal, depending mm. on what it is. I mean, it, you got to consider that what's in the what's in the unredacted. Some of it is, you know, ways in the way that they collect data. Some of it is data right, well, about okay, people. That, okay, I'll give you that. So maybe so some of it's to, redacted. To be clear, yeah. and I think I learned this originally on uh, Newsroom, the show. If you have clearance and you have access to classified information, and you give that access to, or you give that information to someone who does not have access, you have committed an illegal act. If you are a reporter and you print that information, that is not an illegal act. Unless you knew it was classified and you knew that you were distributing classified information. If you, if you know but that, then it is illegal for you as well. Is this report classified? Some of it yes, is. Every, yeah. single pa- every single page is printed classified. Sure. I didn't see that. Really? In yep. theory. Okay. In- was the Star Report classified? No. No. What the fuck? It can- okay. The game's over. <laughs> the fucking game's over. It's rigged. Why are we even fighting? Because <laughs> democracy dies in darkness? <laughs> because I still have a few years left to live. <laughs> fight until you can't fight anymore. Mm. Uh, the other thing that I did want to mention was, and this happened just before we started recording, another person has resigned. The acting number two at Homeland Security has uh, resigned, submitted their resignation Claire Grady uh, resigned Tuesday night. So that puts Donald Trump's pick, and I've tried his name, McClellan. I don't know what it is. Kevin McClellan, I guess. It's probably wrong. There's an A in there. But in any case, <laughs> it puts him uh, likely to be uh, the lead of uh, the Department of Homeland Security and to close down the border, put more kids in cages, separate more families, because uh, according to other reporting... That's literally what he said he wants to do. He wants to make it to look so ugly to come to America that nobody wants to uh, nobody wants to come here. Except that all of his talk about building a wall is just making them hurry and get here faster so they can get in while they can. And it's insane. Which Mexican country are they coming from? (laughs) 
I thought it was funny. If you get a chance, there's a video. I might post it on the webpage. I think I'll try and post it on the webpage. It's a clip of, it's a, originally was the Animaniacs and they were teaching you geography and they were naming off all the countries. And uh, it now it starts off with America, Canada, Mexico, 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 Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just everything south of the U.S. is Mexico. <laughs> Uh, I find it pretty amusing. Jeff shared that. Uh, so in any case, there's been a, that's what, the fourth person this week? Something like that, yeah. Leaving or being fired? Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. This, and they made the Secret Service guy resign, the head of the Secret Service, because of that Chinese woman who infiltrated Mar-a-Lago right. with yeah. the malware. And the IT community is going, why, why would you plug a USB stick into your laptop? What are you, an idiot? You're a Secret Service guy. What are you doing? You're not cybersecurity. Stop it. She was just trying to swim at the pool. Yeah. So from what I hear, even though Christian Nielsen, whatever you say her name, thanked the president for her time at Homeland Security and all that shit like that. There's, I heard leaks that a lot of her supporters are like, he is completely fucking unhinged right now. Yeah. In there. And uh, he's asked her numerous times to break the law. And when we were, remember, we were talking, Ian brought up um, closing the border. And then Mitch McConnell's like, hey, let me talk to you for a minute. <laughs> hey, I'm going to give them a year to get their shit together before I close the border. Since everybody in the news is saying, well, Mitch McConnell slapped down Trump, Trump is like, nope, fuck that shit. I am going to close the border <laughs> now. Well, he went so, to California. And told the border agents there, don't let anybody else in. And they all went, blink, blink, uh, y yes, sir. And after Trump went, they went to their boss, and the boss said, don't listen to him. Yeah, <laughs> I heard about that. Like, they all sat around, they're like, what are we doing? They're like, we're not doing that. No, we can't do that. It's against the law. No, don't do that. <laughs> oh, is that when he showed off the, uh, the anti-climb wall? <laughs> that might have been, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Steve Miller is getting, Steve Miller? Yeah, Steve Miller is getting him wound up to an, a really dangerous degree. And yeah, more people are going to quit. I don't know how this is going to end. It's going to be ugly. It'll end with somebody who will do it. Except that it's against the law. The will of the president will not be questioned, Karen. <laughs> that was an awesome press conference. <laughs> yeah. Well, that no, that was just that was wasn't that Miller on a news channel somewhere? Yeah. Oh, it might have been a news channel. Yeah. <laughs> will not be questioned. Um, another thing that has come up in Congress that is probably going to Trump and be vetoed, it, will, it looks like his probably his second veto. If you remember, the first one was Congress actually put together a thing that said, yeah, you can't just do what you want with money and build a wall, even though we told you not to, mm. which he vetoed. Now there's a second one. The Congress has said that the United States should end its involvement in Yemen's war. We should stop supporting or di specifically directly supporting uh, Saudi Arabia in the war in Yemen. It, and it was fairly it was even pretty limited. Like it was it only stopped the direct support of uh, of the war in Yemen. So, yeah, he'll probably veto that as well. That'll be a second veto. That's he has vetoed very little because well, nothing gets in front of him. Right. Again, McConnell. Yeah. yeah. Mitch makes it makes sure that the only things that get to his desk are things that make him happy. And I'll mark uh, specifically this this time in the podcast. Um, I do have an article on the Washington Post. It's uh, the article is entitled Mitch McConnell undid 213 years of Senate history in 33 minutes. And what I was referencing earlier with his 
changes with the nuclear option that the Democrats used mm-hmm. and how he's using that against everybody now. Um, it goes into a good detail if you want to, some detail on, on how he's just completely screwing over Congress. Well, he's getting rid of uh, the filibuster wherever he can, so, yep. I don't know. I think that's going to uh, end up being bad Backfire. for the Republicans here shortly. I think the backlash well, is going to be... It's bad for the Republican general because the whole idea of a filibuster is that you have to work together and come to a common compromise. Exactly. That just is just gone. Yep. Whoever is in charge gets to do whatever the hell they want now. That's just that's not good for anybody. So uh, the last thing that I have in politics, and if you have something else Trump-wise, let me know. But the last thing I have is, so I do subscribe to some conservative emails so that I can stay up to date on the, the argument, um, what's coming out. Every single email is mm-hmm. nothing but AOC, AOC Alexandria mm-hmm. Ocasio-Cortez. Every, she's in every single email. Mm. And she's the devil. Yeah, they are <laughs> fucking scared of this woman. It's it's constant, and the the most recent one is she spoke to I I don't have it in front of me. She spoke to some sort of uh, African American group, and in Brooklyn, yeah. she put on an accent, and this is according to their article. She quote unquote put on an accent uh, to to uh, to specifically like fit in specifically a, a southern accent. They said sounded a little southern, maybe maybe except that it wasn't. It was a Brooklyn accent. And they racist it up and told it and said it was Southern. There you go. Al Sharpton's National Action Network was who it was. Thank mm. you, Jeff. So they completely slammed her for putting on this accent when I don't know if you've paid attention to people, but if people are around other people who have a different dialect accent, you know, they take on that dialect that accent when they're there if you and she even said this in the later thing she's a bartender and she hung out with a group of people who had a, a certain type of accent you put kind of get that accent so that you make them more comfortable you make every, you know you fit in a little bit more you make them more comfortable it it's just something people do well, it's not her it's right what people do plus the fact that she's from brooklyn Right. This is this is the the accent that she grew up with and had for most of her life. She might have set it aside to be in Congress, but that's where she's from. So it's not it's not a put on, and it's not a Southern accent. Stop being racist, jackasses. <laughs> is it? I think she's from the Bronx. Sorry, it might have been Bronx, but yeah, some borough in New York. In any case, uh, I think it's Bronx. I think this, you're right. This is the best you got. Yeah, that's all I got. Right. <laughs> this is all you got. And they yeah. started calling her Hillary 2.0. In order, oh my! People God. hate Hillary so much. If they label her Hillary 2.0, that will immediately drop her her rating. Oh, the, they already hate her. I mean, the Milford Borough. If there's one person they bash the most, it's mm-hmm. her. Why? They find that the because she's not owned by anybody. Yeah. Socialist. <laughs> yeah, she's a young. They find, woman. they find pictures of her. They'll freeze frame a shot where they're like, "Look at this dummy." And there's always some kind of quote where it's like two plus two equals socialism. Like it's just, like it's real low bar kind of humor. And uh, everyone's like, "Yeah, she's the worst." Oh, da, 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 da. I mean, it's in. I mean, I'm. I don't know why they're making her more popular than she should be. Absolutely, she is a fucking junior congressman, a freshman. Yeah, I think Jeff said it right. It's a woman who speaks her mind. Ooh, spooky. 
<laughs> There's plenty of women in politics who speak their mind, but I don't know what it, why they focused on her. Because she's young. You, they don't think she should right, have an can opinion. You, can you imagine a, a, a Congress, uh, someone in Congress who is working for their constituents and trying to make their lives better <laughs> and working towards change? That's horrible. I mean, that must what it be it is because she is like a, a real politician, what we were supposed to have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, I, her shock at how things work seems genuine mm-hmm. when she says it when she's like what you guys keep homeless slaves tied up in congress to hold your place in line <laughs> yeah, that story was out that's amazing <laughs> she, she was like this can't be a real thing and everybody's like what, what do you mean this is great <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to stand there just you know the homeless people benefit because they're inside what and they work oh, really cheap <laughs> <laughs> holy Christmas. <laughs> and she does have a habit of asking questions because she's not beholden to any donors right. yeah. that drive them crazy. But they are doing most of the work for her. Yeah. She just goes, well, what did you just say? Let, let's let's examine that for a moment. <laughs> well, not only that, you try to fight her on the internet, like on Twitter oh. or whatever. <laughs> Give it up, man. This is her. This is second nature to her. This, yeah. is, this is not your comfort zone. <laughs> she's 29. She's going to out-Twitter everybody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not only that, like, remember, remember the the dance video? Yeah, yeah. They tried with that like, one. They, they thought so this cute. was going to take her down, <laughs> and everyone was like, "That's the cutest thing in the world. We love her more." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> keep trying, guys. Yeah, please keep trying. You just look more and more stupid. Well, focus all your attention on her for the next year and a half. I'm okay with that. Hmm. She'll be yeah. fine. She's not running for president, <laughs> jackass. Exactly. <laughs> Although people have been floating that around, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, she's too young. She's not allowed. She's too, it's a hundred percent illegal. Yeah. Well, not only is it illegal, but it's not a good idea. She either. just got there. <laughs> Give her a minute. Well, Obama was only there for a couple of minutes. I love how you started that. It's not just that it's illegal. That's where we've come to. <laughs> well, law schmas, but <laughs> well, I, I meant it more in the sense that even if it, like, if she was thirty-five. Hmm. Like, I would be like, well, you know, there is plenty more reasons to be on than just the fact that it's illegal. <laughs> See, I don't I don't think so. I Again, and I don't remember and I'll have our co-producer Jeff look it up <laughs> in his free time. I, I don't think Barack Obama served more than two, like, what, two years in Congress before he ran for president but he, or Senate. He was, OK, she's been in office four months. Right. But he was also a politician back in Chicago, though, before that. Right. She no. was a bartender. Right. Well, she was a bartender slash a political activist. She was right. active, but... I'm just saying. Yeah. Four months. She could run for president, even if she was 35, you know, for a little bit. Later, I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's a little early to be talking about that, I think. I would vote for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I probably would, too, but that's a different story. <laughs> and I think the best part is we probably should have never mentioned the fact that it's illegal, because... Uh, a lot of these GOPers are trying to like I don't know if you remember like when Trump used to take Bernie's side to kind of sow more discord between Bernie and uh, right Hillary people mm. like they're trying to get her to run because they think that the, their side will be so incensed by Hillary 2.0 that they'll come out in droves. So let them keep running that narrative that she should run. Sure. Because she can't. <laughs> and, and they'll she, be caught at the end like, what? <laughs> and she certainly wouldn't. Right. Okay. And uh, I've, I've heard back. He was elected senator in 2004 and began his presidential run in 2007. 
Obama. Okay. Yep. Yes. Fine by me. Yeah, not exactly the most qualified person um, and yet, to, to run for president, uh, but did a fantastic job. I would say that one of, if not, well, absolutely the most qualified person to run for president was Hillary Clinton. Sure. She had a ton of qualifications yeah. and, and experience, but whatever. But a lot of missing emails. Yeah. <laughs> That'll disqualify you every time. Well, then Jared and, and, and the Kush are definitely, and Jared and, and Ivanka are definitely out then because they're still using a private email server and they work for the White House. Yeah, it's a different time, Karen. <laughs> uh, they're rich and rich people make great politicians. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Look at all the experience that they've had running bag companies and buying awful buildings that are. <laughs> if anybody has, if you, does you have anything else political? Washington no. DC related because I'm going to I'm going to move on to some of the state news here. I believe this was actually brought up by Jeff. The Pen- Pennsylvania gun violence activists have a new bill that they're trying to get in Pennsylvania. It is I think they're calling it extreme wrist protection order. What it would basically do is if somebody is deemed to represent a danger of suicide or serious threat to another person, they could be subject to this bill and their uh, firearms could be confiscated by the police so that they pose less of a threat to to other people. Hmm. And I thought this was an interesting – this was something that I actually I, – I haven't heard this sort of bill previously. And I was kind of curious where people, where people stand on it. Well, there are already laws that are for – you could uh, – um Domestic violence. From, yeah, domestic violence. There are already laws that is, that uh, affect that. So I don't, this is kind of an extension of that. It seems reasonable as long as it's not abused or abusable. Well, I mean, what's written in this article, it, it is abusable. Mm. But I think if it was written properly, I would tend to agree with you. I don't uh, – the, the problem is – to me, and again, I I, I have firearms. I, I like owning firearms. To me, the problem with it is if something – so it requires that a family member or somebody you know near the person puts this out, contacts the police and says, um, I think they are at risk to themselves or others. It can't just be just anyone. Mm. You know, it has to – it has to actually be like the, – the problem is just like – I think that when people get out of jail, they should be al- allowed to vote again. I, I don't think that just because of one instance that you lose your temper sometime, you know, in your early 20s, that mm. you lose your future rights completely for the rest of your life. I, well, I think I there th- needs to be some sort of um, evaluation and some sort of getting getting that right back. Well, I don't think that this, it, it would be the case of somebody just, you know, one time losing their temper. This feels more like, um, you know, suicide or, or violence or, you know, things that are more systemic problems with an individual. I mean, everybody loses their temper. No, everybody that loses their temper should not lose all of their guns. That's silly. And I don't think that's what this is going for. This is, you know, um, I have an right. ex-boyfriend. He's threatening my life. Or maybe not an ex-boyfriend, because that would fall under protection from abuse. My son, I'm really worried about him. He is suicidal. He has a gun. I think he's going to kill himself. I mean, right? Let's say, let's say, for example, you you knew someone who is well known to be belligerent. He has been a heavy drinker for several decades now. He seems, uh, you know, unhinged. 
uh, at first meeting, and then as you get to know him more, and let's say, for example, if he were to, like, threaten the life of his son, Mm. his son could say, hey, I know this guy. He said he's going to drive up to nowhere in particular and murder me because of some perceived slight. Perhaps you should take away his firearms. He drinks heavily and he's very violent. That seems reasonable. I would say yes, that I'm in favor of that. Yeah. (laughs) For no reason in particular. (laughs) But wouldn't you have to do some kind of investigation, though, that it's like... I I would hope so, yes. But but while that investigation's going on, like, you might get killed. Well, Very likely. But the the police do what's called a mental health check. They'll go to the person's house and they'll have a conversation. And they'll make an assessment based on their professional capabilities, which are not always the best all the time. But at least it's something. They'll go to a person's house and say, let's... Let's talk about um, how you feel about this person, and let's talk about the weapons that you have, and put them on notice that, and make an assessment. And sometimes they'll just take the weapons away at that point if the person is unhinged. Sometimes they'll go straight to a uh, protection facility, and not jail, but you know, mental health facility. That's a mental health check. They do them all the time. I understand. I understand where you're going at, and I agree with with the examples given. However, there are other examples where there could be a wrong assessment. There could be a neighbor that that files a complaint uh, that, you know, is completely illegitimate. But when the cops get there, the guy's angry because of the feud that's going on. Like, there's a whole lot of, like, gray area situations that I don't think – I just think that the the bill, the law, needs to be worded in a way that it needs to be clear that the person is a a danger, that it can't just be willy-nilly. And I know I'm going too far with that, but it, and also there needs to be a recourse other than suing the state or the local government to get sure. your firearms back. There needs to be some legal recourse of you filing an appeal or or just filing something as opposed to getting a lawyer and spending thousands of dollars to get your property back. Yeah, but I mean, I I think that in a lot of cases of um, you know suicides and and homicides that are mental health related that if this was a thing that was possible it would have stopped a lot of them because people know when people are unhinged and have firearms there's just nothing they can do about it this gives them something to do i i understand where you're coming from but i my personal opinion i completely i I don't think you should use the suicide argument if somebody's going to commit suicide the firearm is the easiest least painful way to do it if you want to talk about suicide let's talk about legalizing suicide Uh, well maybe suicide is not yeah we could have it yeah i was kind of a jump in and be like why can't these people just kill themselves (laughs) all right well yeah we can set aside suicide because that's a kind of a different discussion i think exactly thank you yeah Agreed. But, I mean, protection from abuse, you know, my, my, my child is dangerous. Um, I don't want to do anything about it, but he's purchased weapons, and he's my son is a danger. Yes. What do you do with that? There should be – this should go forward. I just think it needs to be Carefully. highly scrutinized. I think it needs to be the right law going forward, not some blanket law that, you know, that, that sure. does take away from people who, who aren't, aren't necessarily deserving. Well, I'd be careful making the you know the slippery slope argument because it, it is still needed. But it can be abused, though. I have a feeling. Like, yes, I, I think that in it, a perfect it, world it would not be. But you know, yeah. one domestic dispute, and you're like, ah, I'm gonna fuck up your guns and your you know whatever, make it very hard for you to get. But it's petty, as, you as, know. As someone who has gone through a divorce uh, with someone who is is legitimately you know mentally 
unhinged, yes, mm-hmm. things can get out of hand very quickly. But things can get out of hand even without this law. I mean, how many? Um, oh yeah. How many fathers have been accused of sexually abusing their children just as a way of getting sole custody? How many times has that happened? And that is wrong. Yeah. So. I just think we should keep that in mind when putting new laws in. In any case, I I thought it was a good topic. I I think we've had a decent discussion, (laughs) unless somebody has another point. I don't want to cut anybody off, but um, I was going to move on to another uh, completely different topic (laughs) that uh, we just saw on Vice News. A teacher, Long Island Middle School, was fired because a student had a topless selfie of hers. She took a selfie. She was topless. She shared that selfie with her boyfriend at the time uh wait you need to know it was three years prior right Mm. three years yes and now she has been fired from her job as a teacher because a student got a hold of that selfie and more specifically when she was fired the principal had the picture on his computer and turned it and showed it to her that that's just inappropriate yeah, a little bit. Here, look well, at this. Well, he had to make sure it was real. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm just bringing her in and showing her that you have a picture of her topless well, on okay, your computer. Okay, that part, yeah. That, okay, that, that part. But the fact that he was looking at it, like, you know, you just can't go on I, word of mouth. Sure. You gotta be like, well, I gotta make sure it's her. I have several problems with her being fired. Um, The big thing that everybody's talking about, and there's protests outside the school now, is the fact that, okay, so she was topless. If there was a teacher who was male who had a selfie without a shirt, there wouldn't be a problem. So it shouldn't be a problem for her. Uh, And they're they're screaming for equality. I hadn't thought of that angle. Yeah, society has determined that one is appropriate and one is not. If you want to change- Not New York. New York City? You can go topless in New York if you want, if you're a woman. It's usually cold up there, but... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the state. It's a statewide. Yeah, it's a state, yeah. yeah. Huh. Correct. I mean, I am all for removing the the the, the, the you know the, the, the magic of the boobs. <laughs> mm. <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm a, I am... Every component of this story, I am in favor of the, teach, of, of the teacher. I, yeah. Everything... However, the broader subject of desexualizing the breast, mm. shame on you. <laughs> shame on all of you who want to try that. Well, I mean. I have so little to get excited about in this life. And now you want to take away boobs, too? No, I don't want to take away Ridiculous. boobs. I want to make it more pedestrian. I mean, if you go to a lot of countries in Europe, it's just not that big of a deal. And it, people don't no, get but so it's worked still up awesome. about it. I think it sure. can still be awesome and not get worked up about it. I agree. I fully yeah, but Ian, agree with you Nobody's saying there. you can't get excited about it. <laughs> yes, she should not be fired because no. students now have access to a topless picture of her that she took privately for another consenting adult. Well, it's a whole more three That's before she was even a teacher there. Right. It's the whole morality thing coming up again. I mean, I don't understand why people have such a difficult time with. <sighs> Well, the way I read this was is that originally the school was not going to fire her, and then the school board got wind of it and called her and said, we had a vote and you, you can't come back. Meanwhile, we have a shortage of, teach- shortage of teachers across the country. It's insane. But this is this is something that they are going to need to reexamine in this new day and age, because she's, she was pretty young, as I recall, right? She's in her 20s, right? 
20, she's 25 like 25 year old. Now, yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. she, and in the, st- uh, the story that I read, it wasn't a vice that she mentioned. She goes, you know, there have been plenty of girls in this school who are students who a photo mm. of them got leaked out, you know? So you're just going to be running into this a lot come the future because right. teachers Correct. are retiring. New teachers are coming in. They're younger. This generation takes a lot of pictures of themselves and they don't seem to have. Any- yeah. Right. Naked selfies aren't new, but they are on a, you know, exponential upswing since the invention yeah, of the camera phone. Sure. So to think this is going to be an isolated incident and they've handled it well, <laughs> it's really nice. The one thing that really irritated the hell out of me is the one mother who was up in arms about this, who went to the school board. She said that this teacher put this picture in my son's hands. Bullshit. No, absolutely. She this is in not. no way her fault. She took a selfie, somebody else got it, and then distributed it. That is in no way her fault, and yet she's the one being punished, and nobody is looking at this guy who, I mean, she shared it with one person. It has to be his fault. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that she did quote, she's like, I have no idea how it got out. I'm like, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know you. <laughs> Now, maybe she has asked for, you know, him to be left alone or something. She doesn't blame him or whatever. But, yes, hence the need for revenge porn laws. Right. I mean, she still has rights over the the images of her body. So he is not allowed to do what he did. He should not have shared it. Correct. And and I think that's one thing that a lot of um, 25-year-olds these days don't understand is that when you put things out there like that, sure, your boyfriend wants that image, that's fine, you can send it to him, but you have to know there is a percentage chance of non-zero that it's going to get out to a wider audience. You have to keep that in mind. Correct. And that's why I save every nude selfie that was sent to me in case that person becomes famous. (laughs) And and anyone I took, any dick pic I took of me, my face was never in it. I don't understand the dick pic. Uh, I just don't get it. I will tell you this, Karen. <laughs> I have never <laughs> taken a dick pic myself, like on my own accord, okay. to just put it on my phone and then randomly send it to somebody. I am always asked. Weird. Hey, send me. Huh? Weird. It is weird. <laughs> yeah. And then I immediately delete them off my phone, but I've never, I'm not one of those guys who just sends them out. Like, it's always somebody who's like, let me totally see it. I'm like, that. that is weirder. <laughs> What is weirder? Right. That they're asking me or that I'm doing it? No. No, the random. No, the, so, somebody that would no, just to, do to, it themselves and send right, it out. Distributed unsolicited yeah. is That's odd. way way weirder. Yes. I mean, I, I have I have You know, if there's not some sort of I, I feel like they need to be elevated. And again, maybe because I'm speaking from my own experience my own limited experience, but uh you know, like just a dick pic just seems like a downer. Yeah. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't get the appeal either. Unless maybe it's mm-hmm. just a way, because usually it's with people who, uh, you know, obviously this is from when I was doing a lot of online dating, mm. hadn't seen my dick yet. So maybe it was a way to be like, I got to see if this guy's got a small pecker. <laughs> don't want to deal with it in person? Let me see. Right. Like, I don't want I don't want to be surprised <laughs> and have to deal with this for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, but you're not sending one that, you know, is reflective of that in the picture. You're not going to intentionally take a picture that's like, look, it's, this is it. That is what it is. Deal with it. <laughs> right. But I mean, if you have, like a, if you have a very small penis, I mean, what can you do to, to hide that in the picture? I, I don't know. Does it work kind of the same way that 
women hide their weight in pictures? Can you take an up angle shot of your penis to make it look <laughs> bigger? You, I mean, look, you could you try, look... but I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ, with with a little Photoshop, you could make it, but that seems like a lot of work. And let me tell you something: they usually want this shit on the fly. Like, oh, okay, you know, because like, you know, because listen, I'm like, I'm not gonna take a picture of my flaccid penis. I'm like, you're gonna have to give me a minute right. here. <laughs> You know, sure. and they're like, "Come on, hurry up!" I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" You know, I, I was wow. doing my taxes. I now I got to get a hard high on. pressure. That's high pressure situation. Yeah, man, I can't say, man. Yeah, that's a that's a world that I've never lived in. You want to hear an awful? You want to hear an awful thing about this? One of the women who was really <laughs> insistent on me sending her a dick pic is now married to a friend of mine. Oh, oh, all right. Well, that you know, I'm glad things worked out for her in the long run. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm a little envious. I got to say, no one has ever asked me to send them a dick pic. It's not that great. <laughs> oh no, I've sent, I've sent many. Oh, jeez, oh, unsolicited. <laughs> the first, wait, the, no, the first year, the first year, my wife and I were together uh. for the twelve days of Christmas. I sent her the twelve dick pics of Christmas <laughs> with my penis dressed up as each character in the song. That's well, awesome. now everything I said is not nearly as weird as that. So thank you, Ian. <laughs> I appreciate that. You've just turned me into the yeah. George W. Bush of dick pics. Uh, you got wild applause Mr. from Trump. Jeff. I just want to point that out. And he also said soaring eagles of freedom covering all the angles. <laughs> Seriously. Up angles, wide shots, panoramic. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, I didn't – this – and this, this was and this was not asked for. You, des- you decided to do this on your own? I just thought it would be funny. <laughs> it was well received. I, I'm sure it was. I mean, you married the woman, so it, <laughs> right. Or she married you, <laughs> right? A little bit of both. Yeah, a little of both. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm going to move okay. on. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I should have thrown this in with the vaccine stuff. I completely missed it. Uh, New York State Education Commissioner has refused the exemption for students without vaccines, uh, the religious exemption for students without vaccines. So the the Orchard Park District is, uh, no, you don't have religious exemptions apparently now. Oh, good. So New York is cracking down on the whole vaccine thing, which no you know, they need to. Measles outbreak kind of gets our attention. It's all fine and dandy until somebody gets the measles. Yeah, this totally makes up for their uh, outlawing of the big gulp. <laughs> I was mad at them now, but this totally rectifies that. <laughs> well, they're not good for you, but there's a better way of handling that. <laughs> you don't get to tell me that I can't have it. Agreed. Screw you, state of New York. They they get to tell you now, that you shouldn't. I'm, it's bad for you. Right, now if I'm causing a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> By drinking it. <laughs> across the entire country, then yeah, you could probably be like, put that drink down. You're killing lots of people. No, fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to mention this because I think it's fun to make fun of Yuri Geller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yuri Geller came out and said that he, I, I say because he bends spoons, but his, his act of bending spoons, he was able to stop Brexit. What? He claims that he used his psychic powers oh to stop Brexit from happening. Is it a, is Brexit officially over? No. Oh, well, then what uh, did he do? Theresa, <laughs> Theresa May is still is still pushing for it. I'm pretty sure she's going to. She asked for an extension, right, from the EU. Oh, he's he's he's, so he's, he's holding his it up. Psychic power. His psychic powers caused the the vote for Theresa May's Brexit to be voted down these last two or three times. Well, he said that the, there was a leaking roof in the House of Commons that brought proceedings to an end, so it ended um, debate, and he did that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 
Like, that is just such a wild, <laughs> unnecessary boast. Yeah. Well, he's been out of the limelight for a while. He saw an opportunity to get back I, in. I was stunned to hear that he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the amazing Randy's still alive. <laughs> yeah, but that guy's legitimately amazing. It is. <laughs> By the way, there is nothing that warms my heart more than watching the video of Yuri Geller on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, where Johnny has eight million things out for him to do his psychic powers on, and none of it works. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and the look on Carson's face when Yuri's like, oh, there's too much psychic corrosion or whatever in the <laughs> air and blah, blah, blah. And I think Carson's smoking a cigarette at the time, too, which even makes it better because you could smoke <laughs> on those shows where he's just like, the look on his face like this fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he hadn't pretended to be anything other than a magician, it would have been fine. But he, he tried to pretend that it was real. And that was the mistake. I mean, um, the best magicians in the world tell you that it's a trick, right? And they, they but he's not claiming he's a fucking it. magician, though. <laughs> no, he's 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 claiming that he's a, a psychic or something. Not a psychic. What would it be? Boy, um, it's telekinetic powers. Telekinetic powers. Yeah. Sure. Well, that was the thing is that he uh, he claimed that he will be able to do this without bringing his own stuff. So mm. the Tonight Show provided all the spoons and shit for him. And none of them were worked over or whatever the fuck he does to them. And uh, so he, there was too much too much negativity in the room. Yeah. Nah. And Carson looked like he wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> I, it, he also was on with the amazing Randy. Oh, nice. On one episode. And that was that was amazing as well. Yeah, I took a <laughs> deep dive on those, like watching Randy debunk tons and tons of those guys. <laughs> He came onto campus, uh, what, about eight years ago now, I think. We went to see him. He was awesome. Yeah, we got a picture with him. We did. Pretty cool. He's very tiny. <laughs> He's a small guy. Okay. Um, so Dustin jumped on uh, the Discord and posted this. I don't know if you guys saw this. but I did. Apparently, Allison Mack has pleaded guilty. Yes. To her involve in the sex cult. Oh, Nexium. wow. Correct. I thought she only pled guilty to, like, extortion or something. Extortion and racketeering. Yeah. So it was a plead. Yeah. Correct. As part of a deal, she will be pleading guilty to extortion and racketeering, and she will not face human trafficking and what other... I don't know what making someone a sex slave is, but <laughs> I'm sure there's a, many terms for it. Probably. Yeah. Huh. Cults. They're dangerous. Don't get mm. in them. For sure. So in any case, that's all I got. Does anybody have anything else? I do, but I will keep it brief because it just reminded me. I thought about another show that we had done and how human people have no perspective on the difference between millions and billions. Mm. And it, it, I, I thought about it more when uh, Jeff Bezos was going through the divorce settlement here recently. And I thought, wow, is it really worth $36 billion to sleep with Lauren Sanchez instead of your wife? And then I thought about it and went, do you know how much losing $36 billion impacted him? Zero. Yeah. Not one fucking iota has that impacted his life. Nope. He is still significantly wealthier than most people on the planet. Everybody. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's like there's got to be a number where you can just recognize that that number equals infinity. Mm -hmm. He has infinity resources with infinity privileges and infinity access to everything in the world. Like, he paid $36 billion 
so that he could start sleeping with someone else full time. That's unbelievable. And then even more unbelievable to me is that it made no impact on his net yeah. worth whatsoever. Right. How much is he worth? He's right a- now, he's still unbelievably. I want to say he is still, I think he is currently worth $151 billion. Wow. Holy According to shit. what I'm looking at right now, it says his current net worth is 151.8 billion. So assume, even if you assume that he took the the, the 30 out of that, so he's got 118 right. Right. Even if he's 18 de- billion. Right, right. It's it's just it's so much. It, it doesn't even <laughs> nothing about it makes sense to me. Is he still the world's richest man, or no longer? Yes, yes. His ex-wife is the world's fourth richest woman. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Again, well, for, so you mean fourth richest person? No, fourth woman. richest woman. Okay, mm-hmm. like Bill Gates and Zuckerberg, and they're still ahead of her, and uh, sure. and Carlos Slim, you know, people like that. No, fourth richest woman. Again, which is also something that, that just led me down a really weird hole because I looked into that <laughs> and I was like, well, why are we separating men from women, and why why is it such a smaller number for you know women billionaires? And then I looked at the list and I was like, man, not a single woman. In the top 10 richest women in the world was, you know, I earned my money. Mm. Every single one of them was an heiress. And I was like, come on, ladies. You're (laughs) like, blah, 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 equality. (laughs) But wait, none of us earn our money. Just give it to us, parents. I was salty that day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, give him some time. Jesus. Maybe All right, I want to wrap it up. If uh, oh, wait. please wrap it up, Jesus! Okay. <laughs> I just want to put out there. Maybe it's because uh, women don't live to amass that amount of money. It is not that important. We become more philanthropic. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant like lifespan. I was like, you no, no, no. absolutely outlive men. <laughs> no, no we, we we tend to be a lot more philanthropic than men do. Oh, correct. I, the disparity was not their shortcoming. I was just okay. Grouchy. You're you are correct. They. <laughs> All right, I do want to point out that the Soaring Eagles of Freedom and the profane argument do not endorse or condone the killing of any U.S. public officials. Any <laughs> statement otherwise are in, right. purely in jest. Thanks, Jeff. Correct. <laughs> that uh, Yeah, that's all we got for this week. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, especially our patrons, and especially Jeff, the Pittsburgh atheist. If you enjoy this podcast, you can support it by joining on our Patreon page, or if you can't do that, you can share the podcast on social media. Thank you for those who have been doing that. I appreciate it. Uh, You could also leave a review on iTunes. We would appreciate that. Also, I'd like to encourage you to check out the other shows, other podcasts on the Soon To Be Named Network. You can check them out at soontobenamednetwork.com. A whole list of shows with archives if you're interested. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you.